Want to stream cognitive dissonance to your Android or iPhone? Buy the app. Go to dissonancepod.com and click on the link on the right-hand side of the page. Each purchase helps support the show. It is altogether right to discriminate against homosexual behavior. I'm arguing that it's time that we as conservatives, that we rehabilitate the word discriminate, that we reclaim it, that we dust it off, and that we use it, and that we use it unapologetically. And I believe we need to begin to say, look, it is altogether right for a rational culture to discriminate against homosexual behavior. I agree with the First Circuit Court of Appeals. DOMA discriminates against couples whose union is based on sodomy. It discriminates against them. It says you are not eligible for the same spousal benefits that members of man-woman marriages are eligible for. So we are discriminating against you. And I am saying, yes, that's exactly what DOMA does. And it should. And it's altogether right that DOMA discriminate against homosexual behavior because it is not a benign alternative to heterosexuality. It's got a host of pathologies associated with it. It is not behavior that ought to be endorsed, promoted, sanctioned, funded, subsidized, protected in law by any rational society. We ought to discriminate against homosexual uh, behavior. advise that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome at. This is episode 70 of Cognitive Dissonance. Has this eclipsed, Tom? Have we gone past everyone's acritic numbers at this point? I think if we have not, we've come very close. Everyone's a critic, I think, it was like in the 72, 76 sort of region. If okay, I'm not... so at 80, we're definitely going to be beating. At 80, we have destroyed what we took four years pretty much to build. <laughs> like, we have just... I mean, let's yeah. be honest, though. We destroyed that other show, really, with the very first of this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we really found our, uh, our, our niche, I think, four years in. Some people, it just takes longer. Why rush? Why yeah. rush? That's what sex is for. Wow. You know? <laughs> that and disappointment. Right. Absolutely. Why is Obama so zealous for abortion rights? Uh, why is he so zealous for gay marriage? Now, think about it. That's not because he's a Muslim. Muslims aren't into gay marriage. That's right. And they're not, um, yeah. and they're right. not, they're not for abortion either. Right. So that theory just won't work. So something else is going on. And, and so with any theory, you, you know the theory works if it can explain data. That seems weird, but when you put the 
the anti-colonial glasses on, wow. uh, oh, it makes sense. So what's the missing piece? The missing piece is when you think of colonialism, think of the Spanish conquistadors who came to America, sure. right? Cortez and sure. so on. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, sure. We always see, if you look at the historical pictures, you see the, the conquistador with a big sword, but right next to him is another guy in a black robe, right. the priest, right. and he's carrying a Bible. That's right. So the, the colonialist and the missionary came hand in hand. So in my opinion, Obama has developed a pathological hatred for traditional Christianity because it is symbolized for him by the missionaries who carried it worldwide. And the missionary was seen as complicit with colonialism and part of the aggression of Obama's social agenda, where he basically says, you know, Catholic Church, you can't do this. Catholic Church says, well, if we don't do that, we'll have to close all the schools and hospitals. Obama's like, do it. I don't care. I'm not too, I'm not, that would not make me unhappy in the least. Now, Bill Clinton wouldn't say that. Uh, and Al Gore wouldn't say that, and John Kerry wouldn't say that, and Jimmy Carter wouldn't say that. That's why Obama's a different kind of a Democrat. So speaking of sex and disappointment, we've got to go with the first story here from Right Wing Watch. Um, Dinesh D'Souza in hot water over religious with religious right over sex scandal. Turns out, actually, I, I would take a, uh, exception to that. He's in hot water with anybody who knows who he is. Dinesh <laughs> D'Souza is a... Um, uh, kind of one of those guys that makes the circuit all the time. He's debated Hitchens. He's debated Dawkins. He's, and when I say debated, I mean he's lost. Like, so he's not a master debater. <laughs> he doesn't have to be because he's now working on his second <laughs> wife. <laughs> Although, much to the chagrin of uh, the right wing nutter, who's oh, gosh, he hasn't quite got rid of the first <laughs> wife yet. Yeah. Well, does what I what I was kind of shocked at when they said like. There's a six-month cooling-off period before you can actually get divorced in uh, in California. So, like, he had to file for it. Then there's a six-month period. So, But I guess he didn't file for it and was, like, going around introducing somebody as his fiancé. Details. Uh, but, you know, it, it's fine. It, who cares that he's, you know— gonna break up with his wife and he didn't fucking bother to get a lawyer yet and he knew he was gonna do it and he wound up getting with another girl. Who cares that that happens? The thing is, is that this girl, Tom, is a misogynist uh, and also somebody who uh, is, blames, uh, winds up blaming things like contraception and like shacking up on like the downfall of America. Oh yeah, that's that's the thing that makes this the only thing that makes this story a story is the hypocrisy of both parties. It's so deep and true I know. and yeah, honest absolutely. and yeah. like perfect. Like it's a yeah. hypocrisy diamond. You know? <laughs> it's, it's like compressed to its hardest <laughs> form. You can cut anything with it. It's, it's like shiny and perfect and Oh yeah. It, and, it's like a fucking neutron star of hypocrisy. <laughs> Like, these are people who are constantly fucking ballyhooing the values of, of traditional marriage and traditional yeah. America and, yeah. the, and the family. And, like, at the same time, it's like, well, traditional marriage and, you know, the strength of the American family. I'm getting divorced. Well, not really getting divorced. I'm not – I haven't not, done the divorce part. I haven't done – ever really done anything for the air quotes divorce yet. But, you know, I'm looking forward to doing that. I'm really psyched about my divorce. If you don't have done the divorce, all you are is not interested in your wife anymore. Like, you're yeah. not... You're, you're not, welcome to marriage, dude. Right. You're, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you haven't gone through the divorce and you haven't even filed the divorce, then you're just 
you're just cheating on your wife. Like, right. That's all, that's all you're, you're doing. doing. Yeah. You've just you've just grown disinterested with your current divorce. And then once you get called on it, you're like, oh, by the way, I filed for divorce. Yeah. But he I you know, it doesn't even feel like he would have done that except for under pressure. And, but, and it, again, it's like, who cares? But this woman, uh, the, the woman is, the, I think, the main thing. Like, because the guy, he's a douchebag. Who cares? His name is like a horn. Isn't that a horn? I know. Every time I see his name, I'm like, it's got such a ring to it. Like, it's a brassy <laughs> ring. Hey, let's hear that D'Souza. Yeah. It's awesome. I fucking but this, love it. But gr- this woman, she is a complete misogynist. Some of the stuff she has to say. Let me read a little bit from a blog post that this woman. Her name's Odie, Odie? Joseph Odie? II. How can, she be, how can that be? Hang on a Odie? Second. Isn't that a dog? Isn't the second only reserved for dudes? You can't know. be well, a if you're a misogynist, I guess if you hate women, you're allowed to use the second. <laughs> I don't know. But here, oh, she can't be a junior, so I guess the second is only for women. I don't know. That's... So um, so here we go. So it's uh, I'm going to read directly here from a blog, that, blog post that she put out. What most people don't realize, and indeed what I didn't realize until I blocked out the maddening crowd that is these women uh, and their and, – and rhino here stands for – she's saying word rhino. It's Republican in name only. It's an it's a, a acronym. Uh, these women and their rhino men are like – like a vast national living history museum pictographically illustrating exactly why the 19th Amendment was never the best idea ever and, in fact, more c- closely resembles the greatest show on earth. First off, that's a terribly written sentence. Terribly. But, but what she's saying, you know, she's basically ba- – you're a woman. You're bashing the 19th Amendment? Are you fucking clinically stupid? I, I can't even understand how – how you would get there, like how you would wake up in the morning and be like, you know, it wasn't a good idea being able to think for ourselves. So let me think for myself about that while putting up a blog post to express my opinions on it. How can you simultaneously hold the view that you should not be able to express your political views through voting, which you got by virtue of the 19th Amendment, and at the same time express that view and hold that you have some right to do so through your blog. You would think her head would explode. It's like a black person joining the KKK. Right. It just <laughs> it just has this weird ring to it. Um, and in light of her recent shenanigans, um, I'm particularly interested in where she says um, she refers to a victory for the feminists and liberals who intended to destroy and transform that sacred cornerstone of American society. The traditional family. Also, yeah, you're the other woman. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, are we talking about like Mad Men traditional right. family here? <laughs> like, is that what we're talking about? Where it's like, hey, you know, I got like a couple mistresses on the side. I'm getting a blowjob from my secretary at the office, and I have a wife. Like, if that's your tr- idea of traditional marriage, where a guy basically gets a harem, then I guess yeah. I mean that then this fits fucking perfectly right in there. But but really, this is what this is, is this is a way in which to demonize birth control. Yeah. It's a way to demonize feminism. Yep. And it's crazy because they've the, the, the right has like brainwashed this girl to be their spokesperson. Could you imagine, Tom, if this was written by a man? No, it'd be absolutely I mean, if it was written by a man, he'd be strung up by his balls for right. all the things that they're saying. I mean, right. all the stuff. I mean, this is, we're just... We're just reading you tiny little excerpts. 
there's stuff in here where she's talking about like how the 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 children of today are going the way of the black ghetto society. I know. It's so racist. It's racist. It's it's misogynist. It's it's you know like if if you're a woman um, sometimes uh, you get treated differently, I guess, in, in different in different ways, uh, specifically in the media. So if you're an uh, anti-feminist woman, it's no big deal. But if you're an anti-feminist man, it's a huge deal. And right. it's like, well, man, we got to come down on these anti-feminist women. You got to come back, come down on them and be like, you're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking walking contradiction. And I, I got to wonder about the audience. You know, because she does so many things wrong in this in this in this little tiny blog post. You know, clearly she's done some writing, but she doesn't do it very well. First of all, no, she's a fucking no. adjective whore, like nobody's yeah. business. She just spews strings of adjectives together as if in, in an excuse uh, not to generate content. But you know, she's she's taking uh, offense to the Republicans in name only, and I can't be the only one that when I read that. I hear about all the you know it's a no true Scotsman, right? You yeah. know, it's it's a no true Christian, which you hear all the time. Well, you know, I mean they're not a real Christian, they're not a Christ follower. You know, they're just uh you know, they're they're only they're a keister. They go to church on Sunday Christmas and Easter. They're not they're not real fo- and they're not real Republicans because they don't subscribe to the same uh batshit crazy far right wing lunatic ideology bullshit. See, we can all string together adjectives, honey, that, you know, that, that I do. Right. Um, and the racist shit in here, she says, uh, non-black youth today speak the language of bitches and hoes as well as black youth. And non-black youth males expect the same level of promiscuity from their female peers. She's basically saying black women are promiscuous. Like, she is calling out black women for being promiscuous yeah. in that sentence. It's horrifyingly racist. I think, too, that there's this, there's this also, um, you know, because there's a black president, I think that there's some sort of backlash here that we're talking about, too. There's a, there's a reason to get down on black culture, because if you demonize black culture, you can then, yeah, um, right. you know, that's, that's a political move. Right. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. As long as you marginalize that culture, then it's easy to marginalize the president. I believe that the Lord God created the universe. I believe that he sent his only son to die for my sins. And I believe that ancient Jews built boats and sailed to America. I am a Mormon. See, so this story is from religionblogs.cnn. Billy Graham. Billy Graham's uh, like one of the foremost uh, Protestant evangelists. Um, Are there non-Protestant evangelists? I don't know. Um, Probably not. Doesn't even make sense. Um, Foremost evangelists in the United States. Um, And his website, up until very recently, called Mormonism a cult. And by very recently, I mean until he hung out with Mitt Romney. <laughs> well, I, it's at least 2010, right? It's at least 2010 it was in there. It was in there. Uh, if you go to archive.org, it's still on there because, you know, it's the Internet, Billy. Right. Um, but this guy, this guy's awesome. It says here, I want to read directly from this article from this uh, CNN belief blog. It says, 
I primary focus at the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association has always been promoting the gospel of Jesus Christ. Ken Braun, I don't know if I'm pronouncing Baron, I maybe, I don't know, whatever, fucking whatever his name is. Ken, chief of staff for the association, told the CNN in a statement, we removed the information from the website because we didn't wish to participate in the theological debate about something that has become politicized during this campaign. And you got to ask you, who fucking politicized it? Let me tell you who politicized it. It was the primaries. It hasn't really come up at all since the primaries. Who fucking politicized it? The fucking Republicans politicized it. The side that fucking eventually nominated him were the ones that put it out to fucking everybody to to, to let people know that he's a Mormon. Yeah, and and this idea that... The Billy Graham Evangelistic Association doesn't want to engage in a theological debate. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck else do you it, want to do? <laughs> right, because it would because it's become politicized. Yeah. Like you are a theological leader. Yeah. Who meets routinely with politicians. Right. This idea that that all of a sudden now you're like, "Whoa, I don't want to engage in any theological debate. I just want to be a Christian evangelist. Well, wait a minute. Do I look like a fucking pastor or something? Yeah. Whoa. You've got me all wrong. I mean, do I look like America's <laughs> pastor? Yeah. I've just met with most of the recent yeah, presidents. Yeah, all of them. Let's just go yeah. with all of them since Harry this... Truman. <laughs> the dude is so old. He's 94 yeah, know, years man. old. He's an old looking dude. You look at him there. He looks like he looks like fucking um, he kind of looks like Palpatine, actually. <laughs> He's kind of got that Palpatine face going on. Another thing he that did. they say here is... Um, this is Billy now, Mr. Graham. He says, <laughs> I hope millions of Americans will join me in praying for our nation and vote for candidates who will support the biblical definition of marriage, protect the sanctity of life, and defend our religious freedoms. So what he's saying is, when you're in a rock and a hard place during this voting year, voting for the cultist is better than voting for the black guy. Right. That's what he's saying. Right? <laughs> well, it's you know, it's so funny how, how embed the uh these guys are the fundamentalist nut jobs and the and the right wingers um they're so in bed with one another right. they're so intertwined that even when they don't share the same faith tradition you know you could here, even here say you, have, you could even say tom that it's a radically different faith tradition it it is it's very different like you know we're talking about different fucking holy books different like prophets different you know, uh, different a different method of salvation. Yeah. You know, like let's talk about something that could not be any more fundamentally different. It's even in this article, but it's you know, like for the Mormons, it's about doing good work, right? That's part of why you have to go on a mission, right? You know, right. it's about doing good work. That's the pathway to salvation. But for the uh, evangelical fundamentalists, it's not about the work; it's about the belief, right? It's all yeah. about. Making sure that that you are, um, you know, you could do great things. I can do great things, but as an atheist, I'll burn in You're hell. You're fucked, right? Yeah. But the Mormons kind of have a different take on it. It's like the path to salvation is good, so they've got different paths to salvation, and they should be at odds. Like they should theologically be at odds. There should not be, and but they're so in bed. They're like, well, I mean, this really isn't about 
religion. This is all about politics, and it has always been about yes. politics. Yeah, and it's not. And so I, I don't want people to think that there's another dichotomy there where they're they're, they're against. I mean, they're obviously against non-believers, right? But I think both sides can get together and say right? they don't like non-believers. <laughs> like they don't like they the can huddle the around their fire and be like, "Look, <laughs> I know you're kind of an asshole. You believe in some weird shit. Um, you believe that." All Indians were bad. Like that's a weird uh, the fucking Mormon belief that all like Native Americans were bad is is bad. the fucking greatest thing ever. <laughs> to think like, oh well, they're all just bad people. You're like, wait, you really believe that? Like, yeah. I mean, but they're not really bad. But they were bad. They're bad enough yeah. for God to curse them. But they're not. Uh, we don't want. They're not so yeah. bad. We don't want to call them bad now. Yeah. Because they might object to it. Right. Um, but, and then we'd have to deal with but, that. But they're bad. I mean, they're bad. I mean, yeah, really. They're bad. They wouldn't have been cursed by God if they were good, right? But these That's, people, like, they can all hug each other around, you know, around their religious fire and be like, well, we don't like the non-believers. Fuck, fuck all them. So they're more like, you know, obviously the, the Mormons are more like the evangelicals in that sense. But I think, I think there's, uh, you know, they want to have that divide when it suits them. But when it doesn't suit them or it, they, they need to, to somehow get the party back together close enough where, um, where you know, they want to motivate an entire base, they're going to try to make that divide uh, less apparent, even though they were the ones to stress it early on. So, Cecil, so this is a bit of a follow-up to a story we covered in our last episode. Um, this is from Yahoo News, also everywhere else. Um, Taliban says its attack on Pakistani schoolgirl was justified. Well, that's comforting to know, Taliban. Yeah. Wow. You know, I'm glad they spoke up. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have known, they, Tom. I would have had no idea. Until they told me I thought it was, I thought somebody shot a girl in the face. I thought so, too. Isn't that what happened? That, I mean, that's what happened in in fact, right? Yes, but it was a justified kid shooting in the face, and oh, that's what. When is see? that justified? You know, it's carry of four, <laughs> square root of no, never. I, it turns mm. out never. No, the Taliban mm. are just assholes. Yeah, yeah. That's, turns out, I don't care how you try to spin this Taliban, Taliban PR person. It's not going to spin your way. Uh, the reasoning, Tom, that they give. And I'm going to read directly from them. Hopefully this is quoting them. It's directly from this Yahoo News article, though. And it is a quote. It's in quotes, so it's got to be a quote, right? It says, We did not attack her for raising her voice for education. We targeted her for opposing the Mujahideen, I think that's how you pronounce that, and their war, said the Taliban. A whole Taliban said this simultaneously. They have a recording. It's pretty amazing. Um, It says, Sharia Islamic law, that's in... Uh, parentheses, says there's that even a child can be killed if he is propagating against Islam. Well, first off, he wasn't propagating, she was. So, I mean, I think there's a technicality. You could get off on the kid shooting on a technicality here because it, it, it's actually a she, not a he. But, uh, but really the reasoning, Tom, is because propagating against Islam. That's why they tried to kill her. Right. And what I want to ask the Taliban is, is that is that why you poisoned those wells when those little girls were in school? Because yeah. they were propagating against Islam or because they were in school? Right. I mean, and that's and that's just nonsense. You know, it's it's like 
They're propagating against, against Islam. I actually would agree with that. They are propagating against Islam by learning. Right. By, by defying sure. the age-old, uh, ridiculous tradition of uh, horrifying abuse of women and uh, the, the subjugation of women and, and the lack of education or resources that's concomitant with that nonsense. So, you know, you, yeah, they're propagating against Islam because you cannot educate without question. You know, without questioning, without being if all they have to do is activate their critical faculties and be educated in, you know, some some other faith traditions across the world and some other ways to think about the world. And it will propagate propagate against Islam or and specifically this particular brand of Islam, which is so virulently violent and uh, misogynist. And, and so, you know, they shot her in the face. Yeah. On a school bus. I think I really do. I really think that this is because uh, the Taliban is afraid. I mean, they're really afraid because they're bullying that they had, you know, they've been they've been pushing this girl around for a while, threatening her for a while. It didn't work. So when you call a bully's bluff, you they either have to they either have to do the thing that they were saying they were going to do or they have to slink away. And what they did, you know, these fucking numb nuts over there, what they did was they did something fucking colossally stupid and they got the entire world against them. They wound up shooting somebody in the face trying to quiet them. But what happened is, is that the world got to see how afraid they were of it. And they basically played their last hold card, right? They had a hand. They played their last card. It's three of clubs. Oh, fuck. I'm fucked. I fucking <laughs> lost. And they, the thing is, is, I don't think that they're as afraid of, of this 14-year-old girl. I think that they're probably more afraid of the seven-year-old girl who looks up to this 14-year-old right. girl. Yep. Or who will look up to this 14-year-old girl in a few years. And they need to be even more afraid of, like, the two-year-old girl and the unborn children that are going to look up to that seven-year-old and that 14-year-old in the future. Because these kids are going to they're, they're gonna grow up, they're going to they're gonna be looking up to one another, and, and they're going to realize, the Taliban's going to realize, I think, and I think they've already realized it, that their regime is going to be crashing down around their ears at this point. You're scared now, Taliban? Wait 10 years. You're going to be shitting your fucking pants in the fucking mosque in 10 years because all of those girls that now are being empowered by this act, you just now you got to reap what you've sown. It's going to be fucking glorious when that happens. You know, what occurs to me, too, is for a group that loves martyrdom, they just did a great job of Absolutely making a martyr they did. against their cause. Absolutely they did. You're all dead! Oh, be nice! Oh, my son doesn't stand a chance! The whole world's gone gay! Oh my god, what's happening now? We work hard, we play hard. <laughs> So, Cecil, this story is from hereandnow.wbur.org. Because who doesn't routinely read that website? Um, schools cancel anti-bullying event amid controversy. So, school has an event um, they were calling Mix It Up at Lunch Day, right? And the idea was to have kids sit at different tables, you know, so they can kind of break up the cliques that naturally form and get people to be a little more tolerant. So, of course... The American Family Association has to decide that that's actually part of a radical homosexual agenda and introduce plenty of intolerance to the situation. Because it's Brian Fisher, right? It is. Brian Fisher, 
the <clears throat> I think the world's biggest douchebag who talks about. I mean, this is a guy who I think he really actually does enjoy when homosexuals get beat up. I think I so think, too. I think he. I mean, you know, prove me wrong. Every time this guy talks about homosexuality, he's got. He's got some very negative things to talk about. He's always talking about how we're infringing on the rights of people to say homosexuality is wrong. And, you know, these are people who are going out of their way to say homosexuality is wrong with their fists. They're not saying, you know, like, fucking, I think homosexuality is bad. They're like, I think homosexuality is bad. I also think your eye is bad because you're gay. <laughs> you know, like, like right. these are people who are beating people up. And you're, you're promote, it, it in a way, you're promoting bullying. You're promoting it. You're saying, I, I don't want to give everybody in that lunchroom a fair shake. And it's well, disgusting. This Brian Fisher, he's a fucking, he's a, I mean, he's a rat in a hole. He is a rat. Doesn't it strike you the same as the Taliban story we just covered? Sure, it's, like he's afraid. it's the same thing. It's the it's same like, thing. I don't want these people to know that that gay kid is actually a really nice guy. Like, if they find that out, then they won't. You like if if they don't if they interact with homosexuals, they, then they're gonna know that they're just you know people, and then if they're people, how can we treat them as the other? Yeah, you know, I mean, you can understand my dilemma here. God damn it, I'm Brian Fisher. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, you you've also got to wonder like if if a lunchroom, if mixing it up in the lunchroom, lunch is part of a homosexual agenda. What does he imagine they're eating? <laughs> What's in the box lunch? It's What's... not dicks. It's not. It's not like you open it up and like, oh man, I got a box of dicks. Like I got a box was... of bagelows. <laughs> it's all cocktail wieners and clams. Like that's the whole clams. Like that's it. Oh. That's all you get. Like that's not. It's just lunch. He just wants you to sit with different people at lunch. Of a hot dog with a clamato. Is that okay? <laughs> This is the worst assembly ever. Yeah, it's not like it's not like the girls have dicks in their seats, like, right. and then you have to switch with the girls. You know, you got to switch seats. Sorry, guys, you got to have your anus penetrated today. Right. Oh man, just, I wasn't that's hoping just how, for that. Lunch is going to be that's... a little weird for some of you, but there's complimentary KY. <laughs> and it's it's you know it's not like like RuPaul was sitting at every table, right? Yeah. It's just, you better work kids. to eat that sandwich. <laughs> No, I, I mean, really though, really though, this is a this is this is one of those moments where where you've got to look at this um, this association, and you've got to say, you know, like you said earlier, like there, you're the American Taliban. You're the group of people that wants everybody to hate somebody. You're the group of people that wants to oppress a group. You're an awful group. Why why do you even exist? How do you get funds? I have no idea. And you know what he says? He's like, we're not a hate group. We're a truth group, except you never say anything true. Yeah. Like you, you are opposing like you're opposing measures aimed at reducing bullying in schools. I mean, do we really need to go over why bullying in schools is problematic? I mean, well, and, and really, I mean, let's let's break this down to what you know, what it, what the fucking nuts and bolts and it's bullying of homosexuals. It is. Right. They don't you know, if it was just a nerd, I'm sure they'd come to his aid. But if he's a gay nerd, fuck him. They wouldn't come to a nerd's aid because nerds are smart. Well, yeah, and they're I guess afraid that's of true. that too. Yeah. You know, 
So that doesn't work. <laughs> it's just like, it <laughs> Sorry. doesn't work. Sorry, son, you're too smart. You got to s- get this beaten. In the name of Jesus, we speak that. So, Cecil, this next story is from commondreams.org. Um, birth control, this is the, the title is pretty awesome. Birth control causes gay men, undesirability, black babies, bestiality, death, and more gay men, says nuns. <laughs> this video, Cecil. Now, I didn't watch the whole video because, as I described to you, that's about 14 hours long. Yeah, 14 um, minutes long, right? It, yeah. Uh, well, you know, I don't do time very well, but I did watch about half of it. And this video is filled with some of the most crackpot ass shit I have ever seen committed to video. They talk about estrogen in the water because of women urine because they're on uh, because they're on birth control. And like yeah. the estrogen is getting in our food supply and it's it's basically making us asexual. Did you, did, you, did you even get past that part? I did. I was laughing because they show like a flo- like a school of fish, and a flock like, of fish, <laughs> a murder of fish, a murder of fish. <laughs> <laughs> Sharks should always travel they in a should, murder. Man, fucking a. It should be a murder of killer fucking whales. Murder of just sharks, be confusing. A murder of killer whales. <laughs> it's like, wait, do the killer whales do the murdering? No, or have the killer no, whales no, it's been a murder murder of workers. Let's just change that. <laughs> No, but they're like it's, it's like a school. It's a school of fish. That that they, they describe it. This is like yeah, well, you know, in all these rivers, all these fish have consumed so much estrogen from from basically bathing and fucking the women, like urine of women, <laughs> that they're sexless. Like they're just sexless, infertile fish. Yeah, they get golden showers from women, and <laughs> then and then they filter out anything. the the estrogen like fucking uh, like. Like a whale does fucking krill. They just go through the water and they just filter out the estrogen because that's what they eat. And then and then they become asexual. I think that's how that works. You would think that you would not be able to have schools of infertile anything for very long. Right. Well, right? It'd be yeah. like, well, I got a school of, oh, they're all dead? Yeah, well, school's out well, then. I yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, like, what's, we're out of those fish. This video, they, they talk about... Uh, women uh, are more attractive. You know, they, they're like, you know, studies have shown that during a woman's uh, ovulation, the ovulation portion of their monthly cycle, that women are uh, more sexually desirable to men. And so then they uh, they make this huge leap that all of a sudden, because they're more sexually desirable, let's even go with that premise, because they're more sexually desirable when ovulating, that they're not at all sexually desirable the rest of the time. And this just tells me that nuns don't know anything about men right. or men's sex drives. Yeah. yeah. Men don't care. <laughs> yes, you might be more desirable, but if you're a woman, you're always desirable. Yeah, right? exactly, like, right? Like, you have the say. You're just like, well, you know, you want to go do something? Yes. Yes, I would. Right. Let's Can do we that thing. do it right now? <laughs> I don't really care where. I mean, like, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm driving, and I don't care. We don't yeah. even need to stop the car. I'll crash this fucking car right now. <laughs> it's like 
nuns don't, they, they should never speak about, nuns and priests should just never speak about sex. It's like, this is not a subject to, in which you are versed. They, they also go on to say that in this video that um, they use these studies of, uh, of apes. Um, and apes are known. I mean, like, it's, it's pretty well known that many animals in the animal kingdom are bisexual, engage in homosexual behavior as well as heterosexual behavior. So they, they refer to this study where these apes are being studied and, uh, you know, they give all of these apes birth control and all the uh, female uh, apes stop ovulating so that male apes start having sex with each other. And the suggestion, of course, is that that's why people are gay, because they don't find women attractive because they're on birth control. What about before there was birth control? There were still gay dudes. Even if your premises were accurate, which they are so grossly inaccurate as to be laughable, but even were that the case, it's not like you put like an unattractive woman in a room and a man in a room, and the two men are just going to be like, well... I don't want to have sex with a woman. I guess I'll just have sex with a dude. Yeah, they're just like, you know what? I want to have a kid. I want to make sure that there's as much <laughs> strings attached to the sex as possible. So if, if I can't, you know, if, if I can have no strings attached sex, I'm just going to do it with a guy. Right. I'm Are just... you kidding? <laughs> For real? You think that? One of the things, Tom, I think probably one of the better things of this is where they're talking about how uh, underpopulation of the world is not a, is, is a problem, that overpopulation is a myth. And they're saying that uh, what they say is <laughs> overpopulation is a myth. They, they list the number of people on the planet, and it's like 7 billion. And they're like, okay, so all those people could fit in Texas. And they're like, here's how. Everybody in, if you took everybody, uh, the square footage of Texas, you could give everybody 10,000 or 1,065 square feet. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, well, where do the streets go then? Like <laughs> suddenly like, oh, sorry, bro. We got to, you actually have to cut your, your whole section out here because we got to have streets. So, um, you're not going to be able to live here. And like, it's the worst city planning ever in the history of planning. And like the idea, it's like, okay. It's not about space. It's about food. Like, that's the thing. It's not about fucking space. It's about eating food and surviving with food. Yeah, it, they, they don't address the resources issue at all. At all. At all. Like, at all. There's, it's just like everybody could fit in Texas. Well, yeah, if you stack them up like cordwood, they could all fit in Massachusetts. Yeah. But that's fucking not, Rhode Island. Have to go up to the moon. <laughs> I mean, if we stack them all, you know, head to shoulder, shoulder to feet, that's a stupid fucking thing to say. Who cares if they can all fit shoulder to shoulder in, in Kentucky? It doesn't make any fucking difference. That's not the point of overpopulation concern. Overpopulation concern has to do with, you know, how much, how many resources are we consuming per capita in different parts of the world? And is this sustainable? That's, that's a totally different and vastly more complex question. So we're going to take a break and give you all the information that you need to find us on email, on Facebook, on Twitter, Google+, and voicemail. We'll return in just a minute for the rest of the show. Want to contact Cognitive Dissonance? Visit them on Facebook. You can find the link at the website dissonancepod.com or type it in the Facebook search bar. Be sure to follow the guys on Twitter. Their handle is at dissonance underscore pod. The guys also post to Google Plus now, too, so check them out there. And if you'd like to email them, you can do so at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. You can also leave a comment on the blog at their webpage or give them a call at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 
1-800-628-6828. Long distance rates apply. And to everyone who listens, shares, retweets, or rates the show, Cognitive Dissonance would like to cordially thank you for all of your fucking support. So this story is from whyevolutionistrue.wordpress.com. I've also found it uh, several other locations throughout the course of the week. Um, Sarah Silverman has a spectacularly awesome video, as is the want of Sarah Silverman, yeah. um, regarding voter fraud. Um, so this is kind of a double whammy story, Cecil, because it's, <laughs> she raises good points in the voter fraud video and by doing so incurs the wrath of a misogynist rabbi. Right, sure. Uh, the video itself talks about um, voter – there's a bunch of states that put in these brand new voter fraud laws. And what these voter fraud laws uh, really do is disenfranchise people who don't have IDs. Um, and that's not just people that are illegal immigrants. That's people who uh, might be students and might not drive, uh, people people who don't have driver's license. They said She said something like 21 million voters in the, in the United States don't have driver's license. Uh, but they have, you know, they're, they're legal voters. They just don't have that picture ID. Um, and it's not just picture ID. It turns out it's picture ID with address unless it's a gun card. Um, if it's a gun like rights card, (laughs) then you get the, you get to vote with that. So evidently like my FOID card that I have in in, uh, Illinois, although Illinois isn't one of these States, but if my FOID card would be fine, I would be able to do that. But I wouldn't be able to do it with, like, this one person holds up a veteran's card that has a photo of them on it. But if it doesn't have your address, it's not legal, I guess, in some certain in certain states. So it's a very funny video. Obviously, Sarah Silverman is very funny in it um, and irreverent and hilarious. I mean, she's just fucking great. She's, she's just awesome. great in it. And it's a funny video. But this rabbi, what this guy's got a potato up his ass. This guy is absolutely absurd. Um, <clears throat> the, you know, he makes the point basically that um, she wouldn't be so worried about all this if she had more important things to occupy her little female mind, like getting married and raising kids. Right. I mean, that's his whole point is basically saying, like, you know, you made this crude and uh, ridiculous video, and you put a lot of time and effort in into politics and into um, you know concerns about this issue. But really, that's not your fucking place because you don't got balls and you don't got a dick. So get your vagina a husband and shit out some kids with it. Yeah, that's pretty much what this guy is saying. And get a husband because he says, and I quote, and in my opinion, Sarah, that is why you have had trouble forging a permanent relationship. Which is the most basic desire of the feminine soul. <laughs> I read that. It's like, what are you talking about? Can the you believe somebody des- fucking oh said that God. in fucking 2012? You know, he says, you are passionate. I'm sorry. You are driven. You are passionate. I pray that you channel your drive and direct your passion to something positive. Something that will make you a better, a more positive person. Something that will allow you to touch eternity and truly impact the world forever. I pray that you pursue marriage, and if you are so blessed, raise children. Yeah. How about the fact that she's trying to enfranchise voters to engage the political process, you dumb shit? How is that not positive? How about the fact that she's using her intellectual capabilities and her uh, extremely awesome talents at comedy to engage the subject in a way that makes people laugh but is also insightful? Like, that's not a positive 
thing is that she, she's doing? Well, hold on, Tom. Let me let, let me just we'll just go through a checklist here real quick. Is she while she's doing this video shoving a baby out of her vagina? She is not. Then it's fucking useless, yeah. dude. No. It's a short checklist. I mean, as it's, it turns it's, out. I mean, that's that's really the. I'm so, I have it in front of me. It's a big sheet of paper, but it only has one box on it. But the important thing is, did you laminate it? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's okay. a, it's a huge. Well, then, it's got it's got my vote. My my it's my voter ID actually. So. <laughs> what a fucking shithead! No wonder people have stopped. You know, no wonder people are moving away from the organized religious bases like, you know, Orthodox Judaism. It's like you really guys are like out of like touch. this is so. I mean, I could not imagine being somebody um, who goes to see this person every week and read this and be a woman. Right. I couldn't I imagine know. reading this and being like, are you fucking serious? This is what that jackhole thinks? This is what he thinks? But I guess, you know, it's like if you're preaching to the Amish, you know, whatever. They're like the Jewish Amish. <laughs> the Jewish Amish. They are the Jewish Amish. That's an excellent analogy. They're irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they also like they also probably believe these things. All the I mean, if you ever watch that Breaking Amish show, all those people are like talking about how it's all the girls in that show are none of them are empowered. There's like one girl in there who's kind of quasi empowered, but the rest of them are all just like, yeah, I just kind of want to birth a baby and be a mom and raise a farm full of chickens you know <laughs> like that's kind of their, their like that they've been fed this line for so long yeah. they don't they don't think anything of it so when i say if you're a woman in that audience first off maybe you wouldn't even be in the audience you might be at home or something but um but if you were there you would just you would just be okay with it because that sort of oppression is natural and don't you think then that that's written for for the male audience i mean that's just a don't worry guys i got this I'll put her back in her place. Yeah, oh yeah, it's putting the uppity bitch in her place. That's absolutely it. Sarah Silverman, you should be an ashamed Jew right now. An <laughs> ashamed Jew? <laughs> Do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Why don't you answer him? He's talking big right now. I don't know what he's saying. He's asking you if you swear. No, but I know all the words. He's asking you if you'll swear to tell the truth. Truth is stranger than fiction, Judgey Woody. This story is from The Guardian. Uh, Florida inmate found fit to be executed despite history of mental illness. Florida judge rules John Ferguson can be put to death despite U.S. Supreme Court ruling barring execution of the mentally ill. Um, You know, this guy is a diagnosed paranoid schizophrenic um, who believes that he is the prince of God and is convinced that he will be resurrected to sit for eternity at God's right hand. And he is being put to death as if he were a mentally fit and competent person. How? Florida? How? Florida. You got me there. <laughs> it's the wing of America. I it's mean, totally it's either America's Florida or Texas, wing. right? Those are the only places that you can kill people that are mentally handicapped, right? I, 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 I th- well, I don't think you can at all because the U.S. Supreme Court said no. But then... The state, I think it leaves it up to the state to decide if you're sane enough. Oh, sane enough. Oh, I see. And and, and on that checklist, it says it doesn't have Prince of God. It, right. So being evidently a paranoid schizophrenic is right. sane enough. So if that's sane enough, what do you have to do to be insane? Like, like you've set the bar 
really fucking high on the crazy train, right? Like, how is anybody going to climb over that one? What do you need I to think, do at that point? I think point you can't be... make words. I think at that point you're just you're just you you are so non-functional that you can't even speak. It how in the world can and the judge even goes on. The judge says that the prisoner has a long history of mental illness. He acknowledges it. And they're still going to murder the guy. The death penalty itself is it, stupid. The death penalty I mean like wh- who so benefits bad. from this? Does the family who lost these people, do they benefit? Are they somehow happier that this guy's dead? Probably not. You know? I mean, and and really, to be honest, do we only do things for victims? Is that the only reason we do things? No, we do things to stop things from happening in the future. I think that's probably the, the preventive and rehabilitative is sort of where I would lean, not the vengeance-based. Vengeance-based... Vengeance-based legislation is stupid. You know, I, I completely agree with you. Vengeance is a natural personal instinct, but it is not good public policy. And if you can't separate good public policy from your base instincts, right? You know, it, you're doing policy wrong. I mean, isn't that why we get together when we're not in the right. heat of the moment to make right, decisions right. about things ahead of time? We, how does how does killing somebody, how does executing somebody, like you said, how, how does that benefit the world? How does that benefit our society? Are we safer? I'm perfectly safe from this guy. He's in prison. He is not going to murder me as long as he's in prison. I am totally unconcerned about his murdering of me. So how am I benefiting from this? I mean, we spend a lot of money. We spend an exorbitant amount of money to try to perfect an imperfect legal system in order to justify putting this person to death. But that's all it is, is a post hoc rationalization for our desire to kill somebody. We bang our, our heads against the wall all the time with this, um, you know, are we too soft on criminals or are we too hard on criminals? And I look overseas at, you know, low crime rates, at rehabilitative prisons, at low murder rates, low gun violence, low all these different... And you're like, well, what causes this is, is the way in which we handle criminals in our, in our culture. That's the, it's the most obvious thing because it's, the only th- it's one of the major things we do differently here. And, uh, and the way we treat criminals in our country is um, it's all punitive. And that, you know, we learn that with children. That it doesn't work with children just to punish people, just to punish people for punishment's sake. You have to try to teach your children. And the same thing goes for criminals. We just don't. We, didn't, we never listen to that. No, we, we don't. And, you know, the thing is that we raise a, <clears throat> a generation of criminals, you know, because we don't give you get out of jail and you're let's let's say you commit a felony. Let's say you, whatever the felony is. Um, it's not like you do your time and you're out and, and you know, clean slate. Okay, you've paid your debt to society. You're a felony forever. In many states, yeah. you don't get to vote. Your voting rights are restricted. You're, um, you have to answer yes on, on yep. job applications. You know, are, Have you ever been convicted of a felony? Yes. So you're basically guaranteeing these people get out of prison and have you know, no opportunities or extremely yeah. limited opportunities. And the opportunities they have are going to be shit. You know, it's not like they, they get out and it's like, well— 
you know, you, you fucked up and we put you in prison and we rehabilitated you and we sent you back out into the world to be a productive member of society. We continue to punish felons for the entirety of their lives unless they happen to have the good sense, the financial resources and the legal backing to have their record expunged or otherwise disposed of. It, it, it's, you know, and, and let's be real honest about how this works. We have incredibly um, uh, harsh drug laws for nonviolent drug offenses that put communities, specifically uh, minority communities, in jail at vastly higher numbers than other communities. And then these people get out of jail, they go back to these same communities, and they continue this never-ending cycle of poverty and low opportunity. And then we fucking blame them for it. And and because, just like you said, they don't have any uh, way to get out of that once they, you know, as a kid, most of the kids, you know, they get... They get thrown in jail for some sort of charges, especially drug charges, and then they come out. And now they have a felony. Now they're not even really a productive member of society anymore, nor they can can they be because you've already shoehorned them into this position of being a second class citizen for the rest of their life. You know, you you can't even as a felon. You know, many branches of the military won't even accept you. You don't have good options. How the hell are you going to get out of the uh, out, out of out of the you know, you sell some, some weed or whatever and you get busted for it. And you didn't hurt anybody. Nobody's injured. You didn't commit a crime right. where somebody was was harmed. You know, we've got a ridiculous law that puts you in jail. You committed a felony. You get out. Your fucking life is ruined. Your life is just ruined. And we take this to a ridiculous yeah. extreme with the death penalty. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So Cecil, this story is from Huffington Post. Linda Harvey, the Mission America founder, says Halloween's satanic origins explain the holiday's gay appeal. (laughs) So evidently, Halloween is now gay. It is gay. It's very gay. It's a gay holiday. Um, She says some pretty spectacularly bizarre shit. Um, The core of Halloween is glittering artificiality. You can pretend to be someone you aren't for a night. You can flirt with danger. You can divine a different destiny. So far, it sounds great. But it is all... Sounds fucking awesome. right? Like, (laughs) yay! But it is all void of the presence of or will of God. No, it's just wearing a silly costume and asking for candy. You know, you have this idea, like, they're against fun (laughs) i mean really let's just be honest they're against fun things anything that is fun and at this point one of the things that they say is say we can all see it's a huge celebration in the lgbt world especially for the gender confused folks and i gotta ask you tom a couple years ago you dressed up like a girl that's a little gender confused wouldn't you say (laughs) i was really confused (laughs) you want i mean you wound up really you know and that same year I dressed up like a crayon. That's true. And I was, afterwards, I thought I was a marker it's, for like two weeks. It, I mean, I think that was gender confusion, too, because you basically went as a giant phallus. Like, you yeah, were a big well, blue phallus walking around. Right. It's, uh, you know, the thing is, like, if if you've got sex on the brain and, like, genitals on the brain, everything is sex and genitals. <laughs> and these people, like you said, they're against fun, but they're also sex-obsessed wackadoos. Like they yeah. can't get it. They cannot 
let go of the idea that the world is going to shit. They think like, oh my gosh, you know, the world is going to hell in a handbasket. There's genitals everywhere. And they just look around. <laughs> and they see Clamato as far as the eye can see. A uh, penis here. There's a penis here. You got a penis on your suit there. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think that there's another uh, there's another thing, too, is that Halloween, I think, as of late, has become more and more, um, I think, I think focused on sex because when I was a kid, it was all about like scaring you. But now, I mean, look at all the sexy costumes that are out there. Like that's sort of like becoming a trend. At least it has in like the last, I don't know, maybe 10 years or so. So they're seeing that as a way to, um, that's, that's, that's more ammunition. Sure. You know, the horror, the things like, because first off, these are people who think demons exist. I I mean, like, let's not forget that. Let's not, let's not try to shove that under the rug. Like, like these are people who believe in witches. These are people who believe that somebody can put a spell on you. These are people that believe that uh, a, a fucking board made by Hasbro can contact the dead. (laughs) You know, like these are people who, who think that, you know, all around us there's ghosts and that there's devils and things, but they're also, you know, now we're giving them more ammunition because people are dressing more sexy on when it comes time for Halloween. And how fucked up is that? That sexy is more of a concern than murder and ghouls and bloodshed. Bloodshed, right? yeah. Like, Jason and... <clears throat> violence is preferable to sexuality for these prudish weirdos. Well, yeah, I mean, that that shows itself in the MPAA. Absolutely, it does. Right? You know, I mean, like, that's a perfect example of of where they sh- they say um, they're fine, where they, where they show physically that they're fine with any kind of violence, even the most gory, disgusting violence that a movie can show, but they're not okay with uh, sexuality. And if it's gay sex, um, it better be really, really brief or cut down, because if it's a long... Um, and detailed gay sex scene, they will they'll market they'll market like no children under seventeen, which is like the death stamp for movies. Yeah, I mean that's that's absolutely right. You can watch something that's rated R, and it can have the most depraved violence that that people can can imagine. You know, like that torture porn uh, genre has exploded in the in the past few years, exploded, um, and and yet and that'll get an R rating. And actual porn is unacceptable. Right. Porn is, it, it just doesn't have the torture component. It's just like without yeah. the well, torture. You know, what, what, you know it's it, in, one, in one of those things, you, you should experience something like that in your life. In the other, you would hope you'd never experience <laughs> it ever, ever, ever. You actually don't even want to get told about right. it. Well, especially in this in this particular case, these people are, like you said, sex obsessed. And then, since it's about sex, and since they're probably feeling a little bit, um, you know, some funny in the pants when they see this stuff, they don't want to feel like that. So they're like, "Wait, wait, wait! We've got to, we've got to just squash the whole holiday yeah. and then blame it on the gays." And, and I just have to read this quote before: um, "Do your kids know how risky these practices are?" And that real contact with real demons is quite possible? Satan doesn't care about our intentions. He will take any willing participant. No, my kid does not actually know how risky Halloween is. Because we don't believe in demons, you silly little fuckwit. 
demons. 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 Like, uh, you know, these are demons. people, though, that, I mean, do you think that they're sitting in their house when it comes time for Halloween and they're they're actually afraid? I, they're actually afraid of it. I will tell you that I worked with a woman who genuinely believed in demons. Like, that woman thought that shit was, like, physically real. Like, as real as a frying pan. You know, like, like I think she thought that at some point she would open her cupboard and if there was a demon there... She would be scared, but not surprised. Right. So, yeah, I think these people are nervous on October the 30th. Like, palm-sweatingly fucking nervous. These are the same people who think full moons are a thing. Yeah, that's a... (laughs) Well, full moons are a thing, but... I mean, mean, they exist, Tom. (laughs) A thing to be worried about. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So we got a little bit of mail this time. Uh, we want to play a couple voicemails for you, and then we're going to read them. So here's the two voicemails now. Hey, uh, I'm a medical student uh, over here in the great state of Tennessee, and I wanted to comment upon your observation about uh, medical doctors and contracts making ass-crazy exclamations and, and what you some sort of rational Oh, some sort of rational being on uh, on evolution. Well, let me tell you, uh, after four years, I'm on my fourth year, after four years of medical school, I've come across quite a few of the wackaloons that uh, don't, for some reason, can pick and choose the scientific concepts they wish to believe. And I have no idea. I had a hand surgeon, a hand surgeon, for God's sake. You know how long I had to go to school for hand surgery? You got to go for Let me tell you this quick. So you go through four years of undergrad, right? Four years of graduate school. Then you do surgery, which is five years. And then you do a fellowship, which is, God, uh, at least three. And after all that, the guy tells us about how that the, the, the hand is intelligently designed. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And uh, a few of my friends are sitting there being like, really? Really? Intelligently? Really? So uh, it's, uh, there's actually quite a few people that can somehow just science they don't want to personally subscribe to and fill in the rest. That's my that's my ten cent. All right, hey, you guys doing a great job, and uh, this is a uh, medical student in a word of a world of doubt in East Tennessee. Bye. Hey, this is David from Augusta, Georgia. Regarding Paul Brown. That dumb son of a bitch he used to be my congressman until they gerrymandered him a little bit north of where I currently live. They're trying to get rid of John Barrow, who's supposed to be a Democrat. But anyway, regarding Paul Brown, he got elected by waving the I worship the fetus flag and swearing up and down that he was a good Christian and would support the right to life movement. That's the only reason anybody here in the South ever gets elected. They hate gays, and they love fetuses. I don't know how he wound up on the Science, Technology, and Space Committee, but I've written him several times asking, why is Paul Brown, Tom Aiken, and the rest of those idiots on the Science Committee? 
as a taxpayer, I'm infuriated by that. They don't belong there. They need to be fired. But until the voters wake up and stop putting people on in office based on bookends, keep bringing up over and over, it, it'll never happen. Frustrates the crap out of me. And as far as being a doctor, I wouldn't let Paul Brown put a Band-Aid on my finger. I'd bleed to death first. Anyway, love the show. Keep up the good work. You guys take care. Bye. So, Tom, do you have a Google Voice translation? I do. Um, I'm going to read the uh, Google Voice. Hey, medical students over here in the great state of Tennessee. (laughs) And I want to comment on your observation about two medical doctors in conference making ass-crazy speculation. And what he wants, some sort of rational hello. Hey, sort of rational being on young evolution, let me tell you. After four (laughs) years long, before here, after four years of medical school, yeah, I've come across quite a few, a lot. Collins, yes, yo. It's, for some reason, can taken, she is the scientific concepts. They wish to believe, and I have no idea. I had a hair surgeon. Ten ten thirty for God's sake. See how I had to go to school for hand surgery? Yeah, go for a million times a quick. So you're a through for years undergrad. Bye. For years, the graduate school. Maybe surgery, which is five years, and then you do a fellowship. Yeah, this is God. Yeah. (laughs) Leave three. And after all that, I got a lot. Bye-bye. Oh, that. The hand is intelligently designed. No, he's not doing cleaning. And if you, my friend, this error. They like, really? Really? Yeah, I was away. By really? So I was actually quite a few people of it. And somehow this. Yeah. I, as they don't want a person to drive to you and fill in the rest. Yeah. My hey, 510 cents. Hi. Hi. <laughs> oh, you guys have a great job. <laughs> and yeah, job. this is a medical student's and word a world of doubts. Yeah, and you can see. Google got that so bad. That's I it's it's unintelligible. It's That's pretty so awesome. awesome. Although it was pretty pretty cool uh voicemail. We're talking about going to uh surgery, going in to be a surgeon takes that long. I had no idea it took that long. Yeah, almost makes me want to respect people. Yeah, I'm gonna I don't know if that's that. going to happen. Um, we got a couple letters, Tom, from Sweden. Four letters. One from Thomas, one from Tony, one from Emil. I don't know. Whatever. He said not to try it, but I did anyway. And Max, thank you for sending us letters from Sweden. They were all very nice letters, and we're very happy to have Swedish listeners. We didn't realize that we had um, Swedish listeners, but we do. Um, so let's hear from the Italians now. What do you say? <laughs> I will eat my hat if we have Italian listeners. I will be very <laughs> okay. surprised. Not, we're not talking about Italian-American listeners right. either. We're talking about Italians from Italy. Yeah. And we're going to get a mail about that. I know. Somebody's going to tell us that you know, you're not allowed to say you're Italian-American. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. If, you, if you're anything American other than American, you're not an American or something. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how that works. Let's not use any shorthand. Jan or Jan or something. I don't know what. Netherlands? Netherlands. So that's Netherlands. Jan. Somebody from the Netherlands named Jan. That's a dude, by the way. It's a male name. Uh, 
because they specifically say P.S. That's a male name. So I know for sure that Jan is a dude. So Jan, thank you very much for listening. You're in the Netherlands, and we appreciate Shout it. Shout out to the Nether Regions. Great. We got an email from uh, from Eric, and Eric asked us about our Doctors Without Borders uh, charity drive, our Apocalypse Without Borders, and uh, they uh, they asked, the, you know, they saw the chip-in payment, and they said they're not seeing anything to indicate that it will be get a tax deduction for their donation. Um, we hadn't thought that far ahead to put anything on there that we, we don't even know the tax implications of this. Um so if you're interested in getting a tax deduction, uh, you know, some sort of slip or something, that's not something that we can provide, I think. We will provide at the end of the drive a receipt that shows that we donated all the money that was sent to us. Uh, so I don't know if that's going to be useful for people who are doing their taxes. But we've been telling people who are interested in getting some sort of slip or some sort of receipt from the uh, Doctors Without Borders that specifically has some sort of tax deduction information on it just to go directly to Doctors Without Borders, donate, send us a copy of the receipt, and we'll throw it in on top of everything. So if you donate to Doctors Without Borders and you want to make sure that you get the receipt to file your taxes, feel free to donate with them directly. You could skip us all together. We are totally cool with that. We would, you know, that's fine. We're trying to just make sure that we have a tally at the end so we can say, hey, our listeners are awesome. They donated X amount of dollars. It's something that we're going to be sort of talking about, I think, for a while afterwards because Tom and I are very happy and very proud to have people who listen to the show who are so um, who are so generous. And so we're going to be interested in finding how much you donated. So if that's something that you're thinking about doing um, and you want to make sure you get some sort of tax documentation, you can certainly skip us. We are just here um, to tally up the final total. We got an email from Dumbass Tom, and he says he finds it very interesting when he gets reviews or comments from people saying that they were interested in the content of the episode, but they were extremely disappointed because they didn't care much for the stuff that he did before that. And he says, it's like nobody ever told them that they have the ability to fast forward. Yeah, I feel the same way. You know, so we don't get a lot of those comments, although we do get that one comment a couple weeks ago on iTunes, <laughs> um, that F dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign comment that we got um, where they the person was uh, was upset with our swearing and that they, we joked around with each other. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I feel you, dumbass. Sometimes people forget that it's a podcast, and if they don't like a segment, they can just move on. Somebody else doesn't like the Skeptic's Creed, but, I mean, they're evidently too lazy to stop. Just hit stop. Yeah, I know, I, like, you know, I'll be honest, like Tom. Just, I don't even listen to it I don't to listen it anymore. to it either, and I wrote it. You know, like, just hit stop. The show's over. It bookends. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's how it is. Yeah, I really think the Skeptic's Creed, there for, Skeptic's Creed is there for new listeners. Right. You know, like, if you're a brand new listener, um, you come into the show, and you're like, boom, oh. It's, it's the way to tell when the show ends. As soon as you start the Skeptic's Creed, I stop listening. It's like, credulity is not a virtue. Okay, click. I'm done. <laughs> right. Neither is patience. I know what happens after this. I've heard it once. Right. So, uh, so recently, um, it's been a kind of popping in different places in the skeptical world. Greta Christina, uh, she was a guest on the show a while back. Um, she's a blogger and, uh, and she's a writer. She recently found out that she has, um, she has cancer. She's going to get some surgery and some other things, but she's going to be inactive for a little while. And uh, and 
this is what she does for a living, Tom. Yeah, you know, she's a pretty cool chick, and we had her on our show, and we had a great time. And she's also got a book, um, and, you know, she makes her money selling her book. Um, and her book is, is worth reading. It's worth buying. You can go to Amazon.com. You can buy her book. Um, it's Why Are You Atheists So Angry? 99 Things to Piss Off the Godless. It's worth your time to read, and it supports a, a really decent person who really needs the help. Um, and uh, she is also accepting <clears throat> um, donations. So you can check out her blog um, at uh, freethoughtblogs.com forward slash Greta. Um, and you can look. She's got donate links uh, right on her blog. Um, so if you're interested in supporting somebody, you know, we don't have socialized medicine here in America, unfortunately. Yeah. So if you don't have insurance and you get sick, that shit's on you. Um, and here's somebody who's given, I think, a lot to this community. Um, and if the community can give something back, I think that's worth doing. So check that out. Yeah. And she's and she also has a subscribe button for her blog. So if you're interested in, in finding out, I think she probably has uh, extra things for people who are subscribers. So you could look into that. Um, and then there's also, like like Tom said, the donate button directly that would donate to her. Uh, it's a one-time donation that she's looking for, basically, to try to get through some very difficult times that are going to be coming up for her. She had to cancel a lot of the ways in which she was going to promote her book. Um, you know, I only gather this from reading the blog post, but these are she was going to be planning on promoting her book and doing a lot of speaking engagements, and that's how she made a bulk of her income, and that is gone now because of her sickness. So anything that people can do to help, uh, I know I will be donating. I've already bought her book, but uh, but I might just buy it and gift it on Kindle to somebody. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's a good idea, right? I mean, the holidays are kind of coming up. Why the hell not? Yeah. You know, support somebody. Get them a book that's worth reading. So we've come to the end of another episode of Cognitive Dissonance. We are going to leave you, as usual, with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. 